This is First and Five, Northwest Missouri's exclusive podcast covering regional sports. Tune in every Thursday for the latest information on sports news and entertainment. And now, your hosts, Phil and Guy. This is the First and Five podcast, the podcast for Northwest Missouri sports. We took a week off, Guy, and we kind of recharged your batteries. We missed some good games last week, which we'll touch on. Um... But all in all, things are shaping up. This is this is the time. We're, we're into week seven, week eight, depending on how you look at this because of the COVID and the games that are canceled. But most everybody is is most of the way through their season right now, Guy. Yeah, we start talking about uh, – we're talking about conference championships and people are, are zeroing in on those. And But this is the time now that the district uh, – district lineup on where you're where you're going to line up and who you're going to play in week 10 begins to be important as well and so you've got everybody peeking at their district uh and seeing what's happening there and and we've got some uh plenty of common opponents now that are telling us where everybody's going to stack up well bullet number one let's start with the mec conference and right now we have a tie for first place in the conference with savannah and saint pius um, St. Pius, obviously a little bit ahead of Savannah because they beat Maryville. Well, this week, Maryville and Savannah play. And so that's an exciting thing for the, for the folks in Savannah because you beat Maryville, and now we set up next week a, a conference championship with Pius. Um, we'll get in more of that game in a little bit. Um, St. Pius will play Lafayette this week, Lafayette 3-3. Three and three. Um, I don't know if, if Lafayette will give much to St. Pius to challenge at or not, but um, those are two of the big games in the MEC. Also in the MEC, you're going to have Chillicothe. It looks like East Kansas City and then, uh, and then Cameron at Benton. And that was kind of rounds out the conference. So the exciting game, Guy, Maryville-Savannah. Oh, absolutely. It's a rivalry game regardless of, you know, Maryville's dominated that rivalry over the years. Uh, but it's still a rivalry game. These kids all know each other. They play on, on uh, falls or on travel teams together during the summer, and they've played against each other since they were little kids. Maryville people have made it very clear they don't care for Savannah people much, and Savannah the same. We don't, we, uh, uh, don't care for the Maryville group. As, uh, and so it's uh, – yet we're, we're still friends. We're just frenemies every now and then on these games. You know, I've kind of been with Savannah having to replace so many seniors last year. I'm, you know, four and one, great start, Savannah. And the, and the week one loss, of course, they didn't have a lot of time, didn't have all their summer activities. New coach, pretty impressive. The Savannah being four and one right yeah. now. And I'm, I, I'm guilty of the same thing, Phil. You know, I've, I probably thought that they lost too much in graduation. And the things I, I keep hearing from, from uh, the people around the Savannah program is, uh, the new coach, Coach Kopecki, has come in and just really been a settling influence. Uh, coach Schrader built a great program. He, he really put it together. And Kopecki has come in here and really taken it and done a nice job of, of keeping the program settled through these COVID times and putting out a great product. I mean, they've just been producing on the field, and they've had all the same challenges everyone else has had. And now here they are sitting in the Maryville game with, you know, uh, got the doubters uh, thinking, well, maybe they have a shot at Maryville this year. Well, I think they do. We're going to find out Friday at Savannah. Uh, it'd be an exciting atmosphere. I wish we could fill that stadium up um, because it would be full. Uh, with well, both teams, I, I, I still I keep pointing to district, and 
and Savannah's sitting at third in their district, and, and they're behind Winnetonka and Smithville. And Winnetonka and Smithville play this week, so somebody's taking a loss there unless the uh, kissing your sister tie happens. And uh, so, so Savannah's probably going to move up. Mary, even if they take a loss, they could move up. And Maryville is, uh, they're sitting second in their district. And probably not quite, they're probably not going to catch up with Richmond. And so uh, they're, they're probably a strong second, uh, regardless of what happens in that game on Friday night. Well, if you got to think back when we talk about the Savannah Maryville matchup, you got to go a lot of years back to where Savannah actually beat Maryville. And I think it's Blake McFadden, the year they went to the state semifinal, was the last year they beat Maryville. And there's been a lot of great teams since then. So when history speaks for this team this year, during the COVID year, the Savannah team, 4-1, and one, uh, they might be able to do something that only happens in rare occasions anymore, and that's beat Maryville. I agree completely. I mean, let's, let's just uh, say what it is. I mean, Savannah just being talked about as a potential being able to win this game is, is a rarity in itself because usually it's a foregone conclusion. Um, but you, you got to think that the Savages this year with uh, Maryville taking a couple dings uh, and Savannah maybe uh, uh, keeping it all together might have a shot at it. Well, it's going to be exciting to watch. And, and regardless, if Savannah takes a loss, they play St. Pius next week. If they could beat St. Pius, you have a three-way tie for the conference championship with Savannah, Pius, and Maryville. So the next two weeks, fun to watch for the MEC. And what an interesting game that is. I mean, when you got Savannah, you've got two uh, first-year coaches in St. Pius and Savannah uh, leading their programs uh, into that uh, final regular season game and, uh, and in contention. That's pretty exciting stuff. Exactly. Now on to the KCI conference, which – Without a doubt, a historic season for Mid Buchanan. They're seven and zero after the win last week with East Buchanan, who was who was five and zero last week, and obviously that was the conference championship in 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 Mid Buchanan rolling. Um, so this week in the KCI, you have West Platte four and three at at Hamilton Penny at five and three, which is an exciting game. Uh, two is kind of a rivalry there, I think, for them too, is where they stand record wise. Uh, Plattsburgh three and four at Mid Buck seven and zero. East Buck five and one at Lawson four and two. Uh, make note, Lawson's on a four-game win streak. So I kind of like. I am excited about this East Buck Lawson game. Then you have the battle of the unbeaten's Lathrop at North Platte, and I don't even like to say Lathrop zero and five. They lost a lot of players last year, guy, and they're playing North Platte zero uh, and eight. So we have the battles of the. Uh, yeah, you said unbeaten, but I know yeah. what you meant. You meant the yeah. battle of the winless, and they're both going to be uh, shooting for it. Uh, stumbled onto a Lathrop Mules practice uh, on Tuesday evening as a pregame before I went to a volleyball game the other night. And, uh, Lathrop, I, they had a lot of kids out there. They were working hard uh, at practice, and I assume North Platte's doing the same. I think I think Lathrop uh, gets a little bit of uh, – gets back in the win column on that one. They're both sitting at the bottom of the KCI, and that's just not something we've seen in a long time with Lathrop being down that level. And I think they might get it together this week and uh, and get that first win. Well, that's the KCI Conference. Stay tuned. We have a few more bullets coming up. Are you looking to get in the best shape and health of your life? Do you need a little help getting motivated? 
Come join us for personal training at the St. Joseph Family YMCA. Our certified personal trainers, Mark and Christy, will help you move better, perform better, and feel your best with customized training and guidance. Call today at 816-671-9622. We're back to first and five. Moving on to the Grand River Conference. Uh, congratulations, South Harrison, on a win last week, and that's going to put them at the top of the Grand River Conference. Um, they got a six-game win streak here after the first week loss. Guy, South Harrison at Princeton, four and two. Uh, Maysville, two and five at Putnam County, one and five. Polo, two and five at Milan, six and one. Gallatin, four and three at Trenton, zero oh and five. Uh, you know, any thoughts last week? You know, big, big game for the Grand River. South Harrison beating Milan. Um, that puts them uh, at top of the Grand River Conference, guy. Yeah, I think something similar to what you're seeing. Uh, probably not the the runaway power uh, statewide as uh, Mid Buck is, but South Harrison's uh, going to walk away with this one. They're going to take the conference in the 11 man group. Milan's still a good football team, sitting there at six and one, and you got Princeton at four and two, and Gallatin four and three. You've had some decent football. Uh, but South Harrison, once they get their system going, sometimes they, they've been known to uh, run the table. Well, uh, congratulations, South Harrison. I also want to make note on bullet number four here. You know, we're going to start talking about the playoffs. And with the COVID, there's been some minor changes, Guy. Give me an update on on some of the changes that you're, you're finding with, with these play, the, new, the, the district playoff system. I think one of the biggest changes is that this year, uh, you know, we call playoffs it really begins with district play uh, in week 10. And so everyone's always participated in the past in week 10. So the top seed in the district would play the bottom seed in the district. And historically, those are some of the crappiest games of football that you can ever see. Uh, they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're not competitive unless you're in one of the middle bracket of the of the district. If you're a three playing a four, then that's a tough football game. But a one playing a five is not a, is not a good football game or a one playing a six. And so there is, they, they have now this year allowed teams are being able to opt out of the playoffs. So if you're 0 and 9 you, and, and you've had enough or uh, just to reduce the exposure times, then the, uh, the state is allowing those teams to opt out of the playoffs. So that's that's going to have some repercussions on a couple ends. One is it allows a group of kids that have you know played hard and worked hard and just haven't had it there this year. It allowed them to go home, get on to basketball, or get on to wrestling, or whatever it is they might do in the winter sports. And the other thing is it, it may create some buy opportunities or some buy chances for the top seeds. And uh, you and I both know after watching this season and and in any season, uh, getting a break for a week at uh, in November or late October is going to be nice um, because you get two weeks to prepare for an opponent. Uh, so it, it, it might be helping both the bottom and the top of the brackets in district play. Well, and the other thing that you have to look up when it says what changes, I think that there used to be a big format, and I think the playoff, the state championship game used to be, it was a Thanksgiving, the Saturday of Thanksgiving, I think, and it was at one location. And so now they're going to do that a little different because the colleges or the, you know, the, the host of the site, they don't want, they don't want the kids there with the COVID virus. Yeah. It's my understanding that those are now being spread out across the state and 
I know that Joe Coffey's hosting the eight-man game, and I think various high schools will be uh, – uh, high school venues or smaller college venues will be hosting the, uh, the championships at the higher levels, uh, which to me is a little unfortunate because one of the great things about you know, playing a state championship game is to be able to play in the, in the big boys' arena. Um, but this is the world in which we live, and it's just one more change. It's gonna, uh, we talked about in week one the teams that can adapt and they can deal with the day-to-day change that's existing this year are going to be the ones that prevail at the end. Well, it's going to be exciting, and we'll keep you posted as there will be more changes, I'm almost certain, uh, before we come to a final conclusion on that. And and stay tuned because we've got our last bullet coming up, and guys pick him on the season. He has seven wins, six losses, I think it is. And um, it's going to be exciting to see how he picks this week. Um, he's up on me, but I'm taking his juice. Stay, stay tuned. And this is Matt Thrasher with American Family Insurance. As a lifelong resident, I've always been proud to support the local athletics. With over 20 years of insurance experience, please think of me and my agency for your insurance needs. Feel free to give me a call at 816-238-1121. Okay, the first and five podcasts, we're doing the pick them. And, and Guy has an advantage, a one-game advantage on the season right now. He's at seven wins, six losses. And I'm going to try to get him good on this one. And, and let's start with, I like this West Platt at four and three at, at Hamilton Penny at five and three. And, and I think it's a fairly even matchup. I think that um, I'm going to have to give this a pick them, and I give West Platt minus one, Penny minus one. What do you like there, Guy? Well, I tell you, that's a tough one. We got West Platte and Penny. We're four and four and four for West Platte, four and three for Penny. And, you, and it's at Hamilton. I, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the Road Warriors. I'm gonna go with West Platte going over there and stealing a victory out from Hamilton. And uh, so yeah, I'm going with West Platte Blue Jays. Sticking with the KCI conference, we're gonna do the the winless battle. Lathrop 0-5 and North Platte 0-8. Hey, this point spread's a little lopsided, but, you know, I've been all these mules. I, I really think that I know they're rebuilding this year, and, and they lost a lot of guys, but I've got Lathrop minus 10 at North Platte. Yeah, and I'm going to take Lathrop. I'm going to lay those points. I think Lathrop uh, is all over North Platte this week. I think they get well. I think they uh, – uh, it's a real feel-good for, game for them. They get the opportunity to finally get that win. Uh, get some of the hard work uh, to pay off. and So I'm all over Lathrop this week. Okay, the last game, and perhaps the biggest game uh, to me on the whole Northwest area is Maryville at Savannah. And keep in mind, historically speaking, Savannah hasn't beat Maryville in a long, long time. And I think if Savannah loses every game in a season but they beat Maryville, I think everybody in that whole school says we had a good football season. And that's kind of the way this works with Maryville, especially they've been so dominating in the conference um, for a while. I've got Maryville minus one, Savannah minus one at Savannah. Wow. You're going to make me do this, uh, but I'm not doing it. There's no way. We know we know where this thing lines up. And, uh, you know, the, the Maryville coach is kind of famous for saying that picked a line from Norm Stewart where he said, I wouldn't even stop in Andrew County to buy gas. And, uh, you know, you could uh, you could uh, pin me down and uh, 
uh, I don't know, torture me. And I, there's no way I'm picking Maryville in this football game. I'm picking Yaunt to have a heck of a football game from the running back position, uh, Gage Emendorfer to, to control the line of scrimmage from his linebacker position, and I'm picking the Savages to win that football game. Yep. You know, I, I feel the same way, and I'm rooting for him on this. I, I've kind of probably not had him, a, you know, to win too many games, but they have, and they've done well. And as a first-year coach, what a great way to start your program in, in having a, a season one where you beat Maryville. So I'm excited about that game. Hey, another thing I want to make note of is is I think it's okay if you and I start looking at, at some of the team stats and we try to get them. One of the things I want to talk about is mid-buck senior uh, – uh, Javen Noyes, 876 passing yards this year in, in 13 TDs. And then the St. Pius quarterback has 1,100 passing yards, uh, 1,100 and change and 12 TDs. I think it's okay if we go ahead and commit ourselves next week to picking some of the top top players in the area. And, and we'll have to do some research. Like I say, Chris Ward and, and Northwest Mo Info, those guys are really good. They, they stay on top of all Northwest Missouri sports. In fact, they're going to call softball games. They have districts going on with softball right now. And, 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 and if, so, you're a, if you're a sports fan, a high school sports fan, and you haven't ever listened to Chris Ward on the radio call a game, any kind of game, but particularly a football game, I mean, it, it's it's a it's an art, and he's good at it. And uh, so I, I would highly recommend you listen to those games. Well, yeah, and I'll let you know that they're going to be doing action. Softball action is going on right now. I think that this this district, uh, I think it's hosted out of Chillicothe with Savannah, Kirksville. I think Macon's in there. Chillicothe's in there. This is a powerhouse softball district. Like I think whoever can win this can win the whole state championship for girls softball. Absolutely. The last couple of years have told us that. And uh, I think you're going to be uh, looking at some uh, really competitive action over there. I know he was uh, – Chris Ward is covering the, the – I think it's the Lawson softball game tonight uh, uh, as well. We're recording this on a Wednesday, so it's a bit early before you'll hear it. But it's exciting because the girls' softball championship weekend for districts this weekend. So uh, that's going to be fun. We're going to touch base on that next week as well. So, hey, thanks for tuning in the first and five. Uh, good luck to all the teams this Friday, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah.